Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is part of designnetwork.org, exclusive architecture and design podcasts, reaching creative listeners worldwide. Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I'm an architect practicing in Eastern Massachusetts, and my specialty is additions and renovations to existing homes. I started this podcast as a way to help my clients learn more about the home renovation process. I have been interviewing various vendors and architects, contractors, and now homeowners about their own renovation experiences. Today's episode is one of those home renovation episodes. And my guests today are Christina and Gabe, who have taken on the renovation of an existing log house in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. So they have a number of videos on YouTube and they have an Instagram account if you'd like to follow them there. And that's where I found them. I, I loved our conversation about their project and their plans. And again, we're just jumping right in it. Hope you enjoy it. Well, our story started in, in 2015. Um, we met on Tinder, of all things. Wow. And um, so that works. That works I mean, kind sometimes. of. <laughs> yeah. We were like probably the two, only, I guess, the only two people looking for like a serious relationship on Tinder. I don't, I don't know. I guess people don't really use it for that, but we did. It was a very unlikely meeting. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, at the time we lived in her carriage house, which was like a like an 18, like an old 1800s brick uh, carriage house in the middle of Old Town, Alexandria. Wow, that sounds pretty nice, actually. It was cool. It, it was, was a cool great. place. Yeah, yeah, I definitely wanted to stay. Yeah, I mean, the unfortunate part about that it was it was part of a condo, so they had like rent, they had changed them and moved them over into a condo, and it's just nice to have your own place like without a condo association. Just as a side sidebar, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. So then you ended up somehow in that 186 square foot place. Yep. Yep. And uh, that yep. was by that time we had started on this project and it was really just trying to save money and be efficient so that we could maximize what we could put into this project. The log cabin project. Well, so we, we moved out of the carriage house in February 2016 and Christina was just kind of like, let's let's just chill out. Let's let's not do a whole lot. Um, and, uh, instead of not doing anything, I just obsessively searched for, uh, properties in like a three hour radius and <laughs> trying to find something affordable that was also something that we could renovate. And I was really actually more interested in land, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get us into like regenerative farming stuff on a very small scale and just, you know, do livestock and, and vegetables and fruit and, and orcharding and stuff like that. That was kind of more the focus when we started this project. And, uh, I just came across, I searched thousands of properties and I just came across this one and was like, hey, this is, I think, suitably crappy enough for you to want to renovate. And it's got all <laughs> the land requirements that I have. And, oh, look, I think it might be a log cabin. And that's just kind of something that we fell into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we came out here and it was in really, really bad condition. Uh, really bad. I mean, it smelled like urine. So, I mean, that's kind of like the, oh, yeah. it's been rented, but I think, you know. It's been rented. Because I saw photos. I mean, there's light coming through the walls, right? I mean, <laughs> well, some of that, some of that we did, but yeah, they had rented it, but I don't think it had been rented for a while. I don't know if like 
things were squatting in it. Obviously, mm-hmm. like there were a lot of live animals when we came and took over ownership of it. But um, yeah, we saw it and and we purchased it that day that we saw it. So oh. even now, looking back at the pictures, we are surprised that we bought it. What <laughs> yeah. made us want to buy this? What's, what's the history of the place? It was built in the 1700s, right? Yeah. So we traced it back. Uh, it was built around 1780 or so. Uh, mm-hmm. It started out as a tobacco barn. Wow. Uh, for like the largest parcel of land on this on this uh, edge of the county. And um, and then I guess we think that sometime after the Civil War, it was repurposed. Uh, they took out the tobacco rafters and put in like actual home rafters um, for a sleeping loft and like added a half story to it. So you can mm-hmm. see like the logs on the bottom are all old chestnut and the logs at the top are very much less crafts, craftsmanship get wins of those. Like you can see that it was definitely done by different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they have different notches. It's different wood. Yeah, yeah. different wood types. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, we, in 1891, uh, a couple uh, moved in and started a family, and they raised 10 children in the yeah. cabin mm-hmm. with only the sleeping loft. Um, okay, so that's interesting that they ended up having 10 children, given those circumstances. Right, yep. right, right. How big is that, is your house? Because it doesn't, it looks like it has a sleeping loft. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look very big from the photos I've seen. Yeah, it's uh, the including the addition that's on the back now that was added in the 1980s. It's about 800 square feet. So the cabin part alone is like 550, 600 oh, square feet. Can you imagine living <laughs> there with that many people? <laughs> that would be, well, that you would know, be so tough. Well, when you start at 186 square feet and move into this, it's like well, a I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the 10 kids in that in that yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah, so we had, we talked to a lot of the remaining family of that family, and they were talking about, you know, remembering their dad, like, walking over here to, like, come sleep on the floor because, like, he just enjoyed, like, being at the house. But, yeah, I think they mostly, like, just slept on the floor. It was, like, a pile of people upstairs or even downstairs, um, and it would be, like, a wood stove. They had no, you know, running water. They had no heat. They had no AC, so it was just, you know, kind hmm. of bare bones. Yeah. Um, and you're in Virginia, right? Yep, mm-hmm. Virginia. So I uh, forgive my ignorance. I'm in Massachusetts where, you know, we have a lot of snow and it's very hot in the summer. But what's it like in Virginia? I kind of get the impression that it's um, at least hot in the summer. But it doesn't oh, yeah. snow, as, it doesn't snow yeah. as much. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah. Yep. So I went to school in Boston. It's like the same weather. We have like hot and humid summers, really humid uh, sticky summers. And then the winters aren't as bad. So, um, we would like to have more snow, um, but they're cold, but we don't really get too, too much snow, even being up on the mountain here. Yeah. So. It's like you get cold snaps down into the, into the teens and twenties, but on the whole, you're living at like, you know, in the forties during the wintertime, forties, mm-hmm. low fifties. That, kind that of sounds pretty nice. Okay. So you have heat now yeah, we have heat. Yes. We have a wood stove, but we also put in heat and AC. We put in uh, the mini splits. Okay. Uh, which have been really great. So those have been working perfect. Yeah. Okay. So you got there and then you didn't live there full time for a while. No. I mean, like you said, you saw pictures. There were like no walls for a long time. So we had worked with a contractor in the very beginning. Uh, there were some logs that needed to be replaced and like heavy machinery needed to be used to do that. And so we were working with him for a couple of months, um, probably almost like six months. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it reached a point where we felt like we weren't getting good value for the money that we were putting in. And um, so we decided to take on the project ourselves 
even though <laughs> we had never DIY'd a log cabin before. I don't think a lot of people have. Yeah, not many people probably have that are alive yeah. Yeah. right now. Yeah. And so uh, we took on the project um, and then we had been just doing it on weekends and like holidays um, and vacations uh, since 2017, fall 2017. Then we, we've moved in here uh, last March because of the pandemic. And mm. uh, despite the fact that we didn't have a kitchen. So it was kind of like one hot plate, an instant pot and a, and a toaster um, for that for that period. But we've okay. been finishing and working on it since then. And, and we've got it just about done. And now you have a sweet induction stove, it looks like. Yeah. 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 So, oh God, so, so that was worth a time with a hot plate for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, induction is good. I mean, a lot of people use propane out here and we just didn't want to get the tank and do all that stuff. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. why, why do that? That's, I was watching your Christmas video last night where you had the probe that attaches to the stove and you can actually just program <laughs> it to be the right temperature. For the inside of the roast, that is yeah. amazing. I've it been trying shuts to... off when it's done. Like when it reaches temperature, it just shuts the oven off. It's amazing. Uh, that is that is amazing. I, yeah. I've been trying to convince my husband to buy one of those for a while. And um, we watched your video and I think he was impressed by that. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the technology is really great now. We, we're very happy with it. You have done a little more work on the kitchen since Christmas, it looks like. like there's yes. Some other... Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like a mad scramble. We had uh, we had Tyg on the way, and when we were planning finishing the renovation, we were planning on her being able to work during the second trimester of the pregnancy, yeah. and that just didn't work out. She just felt terrible. Yeah. She developed carpal tunnel, so she couldn't really use her hands, and so it was just really kind of up to me. So we it definitely we got a lot closer to the birth than we really wanted to, but yeah, we were able to you know finish the walls and uh, paint and all the finishing stuff, the trim. Yeah. There's just like a little bit of trim work left to do, but like, that's about it. It's about done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was really great. disappointing. I mean, it's great. It was great to be pregnant. Well, I guess not during a pandemic, but it was great to be pregnant. But then it was so disappointing because I, you know, here we were at the end of the project almost, and I wanted to help finish it. And I just really, really couldn't. But um, Gabe took care of it. You did a great job. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know what's going to happen when you're pregnant because your body just yeah. You know, you just you're making a human. So sometimes, <laughs> right. sometimes things go awry. But uh, so I know that you've shared this on your videos. But if um, if you had it to do over again, would you buy a log cabin? Did you buy it for the for the land or was it because of the romantic nature of the antique log cabin or it, I, we bought it for the land? We bought it for the land and we fell in love with the house. Um you know, particularly like we, 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 we really like the idea of honoring the, the local history in this area as, as kind of like a part of the of like a unique American history. And that part just became fascinating. And as we got to restoring it, you know, we're not doing recreation. We're not trying to recreate how it was in the, the 1780s when this was you know, originally built or even the 1800s. We're just trying to restore the log structure back to its kind of original uh, state and then live like modern people on the inside. Yeah, it's amazing. I think to live in a structure that is hundreds of years old, that was, you know, hand hewn, um, that was created by the pioneers that like first came to this country. It's just, and it's amazing how well preserved it is and how uh, it they they put it up and they built it to like shelter their, you know, family of 10 or whatever, or their animals in the beginning, or their, you know, hang their tobacco. And now like our family is living in it. So it's kind of a cool you know, passage of time. And hopefully this house will be here, you know, 
a hundred years later, like after we're gone, which is just such Mm a, um, you just can't say that about every house in America. I mean, yeah, yeah. some houses are built and like, they're just not going to be here maybe even 50 years from now. So, uh, yeah, it's really great to be, I think a part of this history and, and, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think Gabe is right. We just fell in love with this house and I don't, I don't know. And, you know, some people have asked us like, will you, will you, will you sell it to us? Like, wait, do you want to sell it? And we're like, well, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so like this, the house actually, it seems to have this kind of energy to it that just sucks people in. Yeah. Like we see people kind of get like kind of crazy eyes sometimes. Like they're <laughs> like, they're like, you know, this is really, this would be really great. And like, like our contractor yeah. we started with, he was like, he was like, started just like, he fell in love with the house and started executing his vision for the house. It was very we like, strange. Wait, what, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, everybody that worked on the house was just kind of like, like falling in love with it. it. Everybody, you know, people that come to visit are just like, you know, very drawn in. It's a, it's a very, Mm -hmm. seems like kind of like a unique structure, but it definitely, it definitely drew us in and we fell in love with it. Yeah. It has its own charm. And they try to get you to sell it to them. (laughs) So, so so like in this, in this area of rural central Virginia, like there, like there are maybe a dozen old families they're original. very much original, yeah. like they were originally settled here that are still here. And so the eldest of the oldest family dropped by for a visit. Mm. And, uh, and he, you know, I, you know, I invited him to to come talk to my wife. She'd be really interested to hear what he had to say. And he, he emphatically said that he wasn't going to socialize with uh, implants. He called them people yeah. that come to the area to, Ah, I see. But he did want our house for for a refusal. If we ever sold the house, he wanted us to sell it soon. He was making clear that, hey, (laughs) sell this in the next year or two, like a year or two. You're leaving, right? Like in a year. Yeah. (laughs) Out of here. That's your house. After all this time and effort that we put in. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Well, and then what happened? I mean, did you give him first right of refusal for? Oh, I mean, we're never selling this house. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right now, I mean, we have no plans to sell. I can't even imagine selling it just because of the, I mean, the amount of time that we've put in. Uh, if you've watched like any of our videos on YouTube, I mean, the the plaster alone, like hand plastering the entire loft ceiling. I mean, the mm. hours that it took. It took four and a half months. Yeah, man, everything. man, that All is it. a labor of love, right? Well, is it kind of. I don't know if you're allowed to really say this in a semi-public forum, but is it kind of scary to know that the people who live there aren't interested in implants and kind of want you to leave soon? It's not everybody. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like any other place. Um, yeah. Well, believe like, me, like in my town, of, they're like that too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we think of, we think of the DC area in, in general, you can say that people there are more rude than other places or, you know, there's not as much community there as maybe some other places, but like anywhere else, you're going to find good people if you, if you look for them. And it's like here too. I mean, some people don't want the change that's happening to this area that is very much increased to a kind of a rapid pace in the last 20 years that they just don't want the change to happen so much. And I think that's really more of the focus here. And I think that we've actually won some people over simply by, um, you know, hiring local people to do any of the work that we hire out. Um, and just by restoring this place to its original, you know, we didn't tear down the house and build a McMansion. We actually mm. like, took a lot of time and effort to restore it back to its original uh, status. As mm. a lot so what's the neighborhood like if it's a neighborhood? I kind of imagine you out in the middle of alone in the landscape, 
But are mm-hmm. is it actually a neighborhood where there are McMansions nearby that you can see when you're out for a walk, let's say? I mean... Oh, no. I mean, it's definitely very rural. Although we do have, you know, a neighbor behind us right up here and one like up the hill here. So we're on a little road that we have a, a couple of people that are next to us. But um, like the house up the hill was built by the same family. So it is um, an older home. I mean, the one behind us is, again, and wasn't built anytime recently. So it's an older home. Um and, uh, you know, we're on really a main street, which is funny because uh, a lot of people think we're like way, way, way back in the woods. We're in uh, like a holler, like of the, so we have mountains around us on all sides, but we are off of a main road, which is great in its own way. Um, if you are someone who's buying rural, it's, it's like they are going to plow that road. So you're going to be able to get out. Like if there is snow, um, we are like the first road to get the the Wi-Fi, like the internet. So mm. um, they only got internet out here in 2019. Really? Um, yeah. So it just, just happened. Um, they had like satellite internet, but it, it was terrible. Um, so we have, you know, the high speed internet now. Um, so it, it is really nice, you know, if you're trying to like run a business out here or trying to just communicate with people or just like even, you know, our cell phones don't work here. So it's nice to have internet so that we can use our cell phones over the internet. Um, yeah. um, and now with working from home, because um, I work from home now, uh, it's just amazing to have that and like be way out here in the mountains. So um, we aren't, yeah, we aren't in the middle of totally nowhere. Yeah. But to answer your question, I mean, the people immediately around us are not building, they're not knocking down houses and building McMansions. We're kind of, we're not, it's not the, it's not the norm for outsiders to buy the properties in the immediate neighborhood that we are in. Mm. Um, but like, I think that's about to change, like with the, the unique pressures that are being put on the real estate markets in rural places right now. I mean, there mm. is nothing here that yeah. you can buy now. I mean, people were, we heard stories of people offering 20% over asking price sight unseen for places out here. Wow. Um, and I think that, you know, you're going to see people with money moving in and probably knocking down some houses just because I've seen it in other places that I've lived before. Mm. Yeah, that's probably true. You can't build a lot of new stuff. There's a lot of regulation here. So people are going to take what's existing and make it their vision, I think. Obviously, you're in a log cabin. And I can see you, but other people can't see you. So there's their logs. I'm going to hopefully have some photos in my episode enhancements that'll be on my website because I can't include photos in the show notes. But I could mm-hmm. link to your YouTube videos, of course, so people can see it and stuff. But um, so there are logs that just you the surface of the log is there and then plaster in between. Mm-hmm. And obviously you spend a lot of time on the plaster. And I watched a video where you were talking about not being able to um, hang art or other challenges mm-hmm. but what would you say are the best things and the least best things about living in a log cabin and this is a real log cabin so it's not like the log cabins i've been to in west virginia that are new log cabins right yeah yeah like an is- antique one versus uh right yeah i mean an antique one so the the things that were like I think that in the video that you're saying about, you know, the inability to hang art and things like that, I think it was really interpreted uh, by a lot of people that watched it as complaining. And, you know, I, it's certainly not the case. I mean, there, there are pluses and minuses to living right. anywhere. But, you know, the things that were kind of, you know, if you imagine you live in a major, metro, you know, metropolitan area, 
like DC, and then you move and go from that. Like I rented apartments for decades before moving out here, right? Like so, it's just nothing but drywall and and parquet floors and 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 carpeting and all that stuff. Which yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just different. Right. But when you move out here, and all of a sudden you're surrounded, you've got you know you've got animals that are trying to come inside. You've got <laughs> you, know, um, you know it's it's not entirely airtight. You know, there, there are, and we've been closing as many of these, these, you know, leaks as we can, but you know, it's still, there's still going to be a lot of the outside trying to get in all the time. And it's mm. just, takes, it takes, it's just different. It just takes a little getting used to, but I say that that is kind of like something that we've had to adapt to for sure. The animals all trying to get in. I'm kind of envisioning them scheming, <laughs> scheming to find the way into the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if it's not like the insects and the termites and the carpenter bees, because that's a real problem here. I mean, it's like the rodents. Like we have all different kinds of like rodents. And then, of course, that attracts like all of the lovely snakes that we have in the area. So Mango, our cat, has been a huge help um, in that regard. And it's not mm. like they're running amok inside here, but it is, again, a structure that they feel like is more welcoming, I think, than maybe your normal uh, kind of standard house. Yeah. What about what you like about the house? There's there's a, a lot of what we call friction in, involved in this house. Like there's the friction on one hand of having to like expend all this effort to to make the house what we want it to be. But then like the the walls are, are very textured. Like there's a mm. lot of in, in, interesting information that your your brain is constantly taking in. I think at a subconscious level, it's very interesting to be in these rooms and to you know, you're not necessarily appreciating the beauty all the time, but there is, there's just so much texture. There's plaster that's, 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 you know, hand done there. The logs themselves have lots of nooks and crannies. The walls are not just flat pallets They're They curve in some places and then sometimes they undulate a little bit. And it's just a, it's a very interesting, like sensory rich environment to be in. I think that's, we find that very satisfying. Mm. Yeah. Even, even looking at you on the screen and seeing the white stripes, they kind of, I read them at a different scale, like um, mountains or landscapes, you know? So if you look oh, at yeah. the different areas, then it's like, that's pretty cool. And then over there, there are bigger mountains on the other side of the door. And um, yeah, so you don't even really need art so much hanging on the walls because you are surrounded by, um, like you said, this textural interest that's really um, a lot to take in anyway, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I was looking at the various photos, just the, the rhythm of the house is kind of intriguing to me. Like you have the exposed... Um, Joyce in, I think the room you're in, I don't know which room you're in, but it, where you had the Christmas tree, right? Mm -hmm. and then, yeah. um, so there's that, that rhythm. And then there's the wall, you know, the ladder thing on the walls and then upstairs with their, it's just like this relentless marching of these lines that are all not straight. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then I can imagine being in there, reading a book and getting into a different world, you know, and then stopping reading my book and then thinking like, oh, I forgot I lived in this place. Do you ever feel that way? Absolutely. Like you're surprised yeah. that you live there? Yes. Yes. Mm. Especially mm. now, I, I think that it, we've had to focus so much energy on actually finishing it and, you know, having a, a hard deadline of, you know, of the birth of your child coming up. It kind of puts a little bit of pressure on things, but, yeah. you know, now that we're back and I don't have to work on the house all the time, like it's been, it's been really nice to just sit and enjoy the wood stove and read a book. And yeah, you're right. Like when you transport yourself to another world in a book and then you come back to yourself and then you're sitting with this wood stove in the middle of a log cabin sitting on the side of a mountain. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So um, how's the farm coming along or is that the next project? <laughs> 
<laughs> we have so many ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of an idea overload at the moment. And we're, we're trying to, our next focus is to situate um, an outbuilding on the property somewhere. We've been, we've gone about, it's like switched locations like two or three times and just in the last couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's coming into focus just like in general, like where on the property we're going to really focus our garden. You know, where are we going to build our greenhouse? I think that's that's starting to come to focus. But we actually have we're using a very, very small portion of the actual land that we have. And a lot of it is, you know, woods and forests. So we're going to be doing a little bit more clearing as we go and then mm. probably clear and establish and then clear and establish and clear and establish. Yeah. And just see what we get. But, you know, there's going to be a I think a pretty heavy permaculture influence on whatever it is that we end up doing. You know, there'll be some annuals, but then there'll also be some perennials. Mm-hmm. It's definitely living out here now is definitely different than you probably even 10 years ago. Right. Because I mean, you know, we can get Amazon. It might take three days instead of two days, but like, mm. that's, that's incredible. Like you can get anything you want delivered to you in your house within a couple of days. You know, you, I might have to drive a little bit further for grocery stores, but I mean, there's a Harris Teeter 25 minutes away. There's a Whole Foods that's 45 minutes away in Charlottesville. You know, it's, yeah. we're, we're, we're isolated, but we're not cut off. You know, it, it, we can, you know, we've been zooming, you know, with, um, with family members, you know, or FaceTiming with family members and, yeah. you know, you can really kind of stay con- as connected as you'd like to stay. I think mm. Mm. that's pretty awesome. Well, yeah. any final words of advice to people? Are you going to be writing a book or obviously you already have your own t- <laughs> TV show? <laughs> you probably should. I, I don't know. I mean, I think this is probably uh, so far like the greatest adventure of our whole lives. And now like we have our son, so that's probably going to be like another, another chapter, but yeah, it's not for the faint hearted. I mean, like, it's definitely like, we're happy now and (laughs) it looks great now, but you know, like with any renovation, like there were definitely tough times. It was very, very labor intensive. Um, You have to really feel like a certain passion, I think, to, to keep going. Cause it's very easy to, it would have been easy to abandon a project like this. I think if you just, you know, because you become so overwhelmed, I mean, there were times where we we're just like camping outside and like birds were flying in and out of the house. <laughs> I mean, like those are low times. Um, <laughs> so I think that, yeah, it's, you know, log cabins are not, are not easy. I know they do all those like log cabin shows now and they make it look like so, e- so easy or so fun. And, and I would say that it was fun and, or it is fun still because we, you know, we're living in it, but um, it definitely, yeah. I, I know that our account has, you know, inspired some people to buy a log home and it's inspired some people like never to do a project like this. And I think that's, <laughs> that's right. That's like where we want to be <laughs> showing yeah. you guys, you know, as much as possible because, uh, you know, the reality is that it is like a lot of hard work when you, when you work with an older home. Mm. Um, and this is a really, really old home. So, but also yeah. like, I, I think our overall philosophy is that it is good to challenge yourself to take on, like take on voluntary hardship. Involuntary hardship is, is not, not that great, but like mm-hmm. the voluntary hardship that you can take on and just get yourself to grow by sometimes over challenging yourself a little bit, I think is, is a very rewarding pursuit. And mm. a project like this will definitely, you know, be able to to give you that kind of rewarding experience. Yeah, no, it would. So what would be a, um, easier than buying a log cabin and fixing it up in voluntary hardship? I mean, like living in a really small yeah. space with somebody else for a little while? 
<laughs> so I think that was like our first thing is, is, is we, you know, I was pursuing like minimalism and I wanted to live in a small space just because just to challenge yourself, just to see if you could. And then we moved from 500 to 260 square feet and we still could do that. So like, you know, why not something smaller? Right. And and we were very successful at living at 186 square feet. I don't know if we could do that with a baby. I don't know if we could do that with a pandemic, like full time at home, just like staring at each other in one room. That would be very hard. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when things were normal or when they get back to normal, like it is easy to kind of pare down your things and live in a smaller space. Like it is a fun challenge to take on. So I definitely would recommend that to you. I think that was that was definitely worthwhile. Um, and it really makes you appreciate space and it makes you appreciate, you know, what you have. That's true. And, you know, especially when you're doing DIY, I think I said this in one of our videos once, but it's like, you, you have to start using your other hand, like whatever your non-dominant hand is. Cause like your dominant hand is just going to get too tired and you have to keep going. So it's like that too, in itself is like practicing, mm. just doing things, um, like yeah. making it a little bit harder because in, in the end it'll be easier. Yeah, that would be a challenge too. How do people find you on Instagram? Uh, yeah, we can find us on Instagram at Bellwether Fields. Um, you can find us on YouTube with the same name, mm -hmm. Bellwether Fields. Um, I, you know, we post automatically to Facebook, but we don't really, inter you know, I, we don't have the energy to really yeah. manage so many social media sites. You know, mm -hmm. we're trying to minimize our social media to a certain degree anyway. Yeah, but, but yeah, that makes sense. Instagram, YouTube, definitely two good places to find us. Mm -hmm. How did you come up with the Bell Weatherfield's name? Is that the, going to be the name of your farm? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so a bellwether, so it's B-E-L-L-W-E-T-H-E-R. So that's a, that's a sheep that uh, is basically like the sheep that wears the bell and like leads all the other sheep, um, you know, to the next field. And uh, fields is the family that we purchased the house from. So yeah. just to honor that family, um, you know, we included it in the name. So eventually we do want to have sheep, um, on this property. And, uh, so we will have like a bellwether sheep <laughs> wearing a little bell and like Aww. leading all the other sheep around. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So you'll have to get a sheep dog too. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. We would love to have a dog. So, so many, so many things. Come. Yeah. You could also do you knit. I mean, you can learn to knit. So you could also <laughs> process their wool and the knit stuff and have a whole merch, you know, Empire. Yes. Empire. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely could. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could. Well, anyway, I'm excited for you because it seems like that would be an awesome life there. Oh, thank you, thank you so yeah. much. Now that you've heard them talk about their house, I'm sure you'd like some visuals. So do check out their YouTube and Instagram as well as my episode enhancements. There are links in the show notes to all that. And uh, thanks to Christina and Gabe for talking to me about their home. And thanks to you for listening. So what do you think? Do you like these home renovation stories? Do you have ideas for other subjects? I've lately gotten requests from listeners for design build for real versus fake materials, renovating for resale, and I'm working on getting those guests. They will be upcoming episodes and keep the suggestions coming. I can be reached at the house maven at talkinghomerenovations.com. That's my email through Facebook, which as you know, doesn't really work or Instagram at both places. I am at talking home renovations or in TikTok, I am the house maven. So reach out to me any of those ways. Uh, my website 
TalkingHomeRenovations.com. We'll have a transcript of this episode and other shows, as well as photos in the episode enhancements. And you'll have a chance to subscribe to the weekly email that delivers that episode enhancement right to your inbox, if you'd like to do that, on Wednesday mornings when the show comes out. If you like this show, could you tell your friends? Also, maybe leave a rating and a review would be very helpful if you have the time to do that. And um, I guess it will help me with eventual sponsors. So I'd love that support. Would you be interested in joining my home renovation mastermind group? That'll be starting pretty soon. Drop me a line or check out my website for more information about that. And if you happen to be in Massachusetts, I can help you with your design questions at my Ask an Architect Design Helpline. Again, there's information about that on my website. And this podcast has been a production of my architecture firm, Debios Architects. I'll be back next week with an episode on insulation. Until then, take care. Take care.